Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. Recent reports show that there is a lot of depression and uh, mental health issues, as they're often called, here in the United States of America, especially, and of course, quite a few nations have similar statistics. Gallup reports that depression rates are at an all-time high here in the United States. In 2023, 29% of Americans report having been diagnosed with depression at some point, and about 17.8% report currently having depression. There's a lot of depression, a lot of hopelessness, a lot of fear. And one of the reasons for that certainly is just the events of the world, what's happening in the world around us, and what is happening in people's individual lives. There can be a lot of chaos in their lives as well. So how do we have hope? How do we have the joy that we want? How do we find encouragement? Well, of course, it comes down to obeying God's laws. We could look at that specifically and get into a lot of detail on that, and we do on this program, and we will in future programs. But I want to take a bigger overview today and show us an important aspect of how we can have hope. And we can have hope when we realize that God is working out a specific plan. Things aren't just chaotic and without reason, purpose. I mean, there is a lot of chaos, and and when people are breaking God's laws and causing problems like that. But when you look at the overall situation of what's happening on this earth, God does have a plan that he is working out. We don't have to feel hopeless. We know that God is working out something very specific, and we can know where things are going if we'll look into our Bibles and see what his plan is. We don't have to be confused. God has revealed the overview of his plan for mankind in his Bible. There is a plan for people. There is a plan for mankind. And we don't have to be caught up in the the hopelessness that many people are. Because we've got a plan that we can look at and we can understand and we can think about and have hope in. And we have a few passages to look at today that talk about some of this. Second Peter 3, let's start there. If you have a Bible handy, it would be great to get it out and look at this. We could look at these passages together. Second Peter 3 and verse 8. It says, But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So what is being talked about here? Why is this significant? Well, notice this quote from the Correspondence Course. This is the first lesson of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. If you don't have this course and you're not enrolled, please enroll in it. It's free. But it says, God has set aside a period of 7,000 years to fulfill his plan for mankind. 
and God's little understood plan for man began about 6,000 years ago. The pattern for this plan is given in the first two chapters of Genesis. It is the week of seven days. Of course, you're familiar with the creation week, seven days. And here in Peter, we read that a thousand years is like a day. So there's a 7,000-year plan that God has when you see world events and when you see what's happening. Just remember, there's a plan in place. Notice Hebrews 4. We'll, we'll come back to Second Peter in a little bit, so if you'd like to hold your place there, you could do that. But let's look at something in Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4 and verse 4. It says, For he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. So this is the Sabbath that is being created. Drop down to verse 9. We'll read verses 9 through 11. It says, There remains therefore a rest to the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Talking about keeping the Sabbath holy on a weekly basis. It says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. So the Sabbath day is being talked about here. It's so important for us to understand God's truth, keeping the Sabbath day holy, and God can teach us and work with us when we're doing that. But this Seventh day, again, remember, it's a thousand years like a day. It's picturing something, the seventh day, the Sabbath day. The Correspondence Course Lesson 1 says, The seventh day of the week is pictured as a type of the peaceful rest on earth which will follow Christ's return. This time of Christ's rule over the earth, which will follow this present age of human misrule and senseless warfare, it's specifically called the thousand years, and we'll look at that in just a minute. But a thousand years of Christ's rule over this earth. Yes, we're living in a world now that has human misrule, and it has senseless warfare, and it has all kinds of problems, and people are very much full of anxiety over the events that they see, whether on a global scale or in their personal lives. But there's a rest that's coming. And for people that keep the Sabbath day every week, that seventh day, they're able to keep their minds focused on this plan of God, this wonderful plan of God, that Christ will return, and he will return soon. And there'll be a rest. There'll be a rest from wars. We won't hear about terrorism and all these horrible things anymore, and people won't be depressed because they're going to have purpose. They're going to have hope. They're going to have joy. See, but God has a plan. For mankind, he has purpose. There's a 7,000 year plan in place. And we're almost to the point of Christ's return. Notice Revelation 20 and verse 4. Revelation 20 and verse 4. This is talking about that millennial time period. It says, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. We have a booklet on who or what is a prophetic beast at thetrumpet.com. I will explain all of that to you. But then notice it says, And they lived 
and reigned with Christ for how long? A thousand years. A thousand years. See, there's a thousand years of Christ's rule, and then, of course, God's plan goes out from there. But we can understand here, if we look at this, this last day, if this last day of the seven is a thousand years, well, then how many years are there in the other six days? Well, it's a thousand years per day, right? That's what the principle is. So there's 7,000 years, a total plan of 7,000 years, seven days, 7,000 years. There's a seven-day week. We go through that every week. And there's that Sabbath of rest on the seventh day. It's a 7,000-year plan. That's what it's picturing. 6,000 years for man to go his own way and reap the fruits that come from that. And they're negative and bitter fruits for sure. But it's to teach a lesson. It's to teach mankind that we need Christ's rule. We need that thousand years of rest. We need that millennium. That Sabbath day reminds us of that. So much hope in God's plan. See, we can have hope in this plan. And that can give us such a solid foundation of thinking, of looking at world events, of keeping everything in perspective. When we know there's a plan in place, then it's uh, a great comfort to us where many people don't know. They don't understand what the plan is. They're not sure of it, and so they're, they're pretty concerned. And, of course, we should be urgent and concerned about events, but not in a way where we're full of anxiety over it. We have a plan of God that's in place, and the Bible reveals it. So all of the trouble and the chaos that's growing today, it's leading to the return of Jesus Christ. And the 1,000-year millennium rule, Christ will rule for that millennium, that millennial rule of Jesus Christ on this earth. So without that hope and that understanding, you know, where would we be? Well, we'd be very depressed and discouraged, and many in the world are. And if you find yourself battling with some depression and discouragement and hopelessness, well, of course, you have to look in God's law and see if there are some things to improve in there. But keep the big overview in mind. Keep this overview in mind that God has a plan. 6,000 years for mankind to go his own way, and mankind has. And then a thousand-year millennial rule of Jesus Christ. And then New Jerusalem after that, and there's plenty more to study into. There at thetrumpet.com, lots of great material that explains God's plan if you haven't heard about it before, or if you know you just want to make sure you understand it. There's always more to learn and, and have a deeper understanding. But again, so many people full of depression and all sorts of problems today, but they don't have this understanding that God is working out a plan. There is no need to be hopeless. God has a plan that he is working out on this earth, and it is leading to the best news ever, which, of course, is the return of Jesus Christ to this earth to rule with the government of God. And that will solve the problems that we see and that we desperately need to be solved. Man's tried a lot of things to solve problems, but we need God's government and his law to do that. Notice Acts 1. Acts 1, and uh, we see here that Christ's disciples, there, uh, shortly after his resurrection, they didn't, they didn't quite understand the timing of things, and he had to explain some things to them. Acts 1, verses 6 and 7. 
It says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Good question. And uh, they were curious about that. When are you going to be ruling with the government of God? Verse 7, And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. So they weren't to know that. Obviously, they did begin to understand that it would be a while yet. There had to be the church age, and you can learn more about that at thetrumpet.com. We have an entire book on the true history of God's true church. There had to be people prepared throughout that church age to help rule with Jesus Christ for a thousand years. And that is going to happen. And we're almost to the end of that church age. We're very close to the return of Jesus Christ. Lesson one of the correspondence course says the apostles did not fully understand the general time frame of God's plan while Christ was yet with them and for many years thereafter. At first, they thought the rule of God would be established in their day. But before they died, they understood Christ would return at a much later date. And, of course, they did very important work at that time, and they'll be resurrected and continue on with very important work. So they had their part to play in God's plan, and it was a wonderful part to play, but we have our part to play in it. And we're here at this time where we're getting very close to the return of Jesus Christ. There is a plan in place. God has a plan. Notice Second Peter 3 and verse 9. We looked at Second Peter 3 a little earlier. Let's look at one other passage from Second Peter 3, this time verse 9. It says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. So there are always some that say, Well, Christ didn't return when I thought he would, so therefore you know, he's slack. But that's not true. He says, But he is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We all need to come to repentance, and that's something we're all working on, and we need to be teachable, and we need to have the type of an attitude where we can repent, and we can change, and God can work with us. But God has a plan for everyone. The correspondence course notes, God is patient. He has refrained from intervening in world affairs for 6,000 years. Why? It says, because God has allowed mankind 6,000 years in which to learn that the ways of man bring nothing but suffering and death. You know, if you think about even the Middle East peace process, as they call it, well, how many people have said, oh, now we'll have peace, and they've talked about it, and maybe shaken hands and had some pictures taken at meetings and had some footage recorded of everyone smiling and saying, okay, finally we'll have peace. Well, what do we learn continually over and over? Well, that mankind doesn't know how to bring peace. His ways bring suffering and death. And so that is what we see happening. We have to learn that lesson. Humanity has to learn that we need God's rule. We can't rule ourselves. We need God's law and government. It says, by tracing the genealogies of Adam's progeny backward from Christ, as recorded in the Bible, we know that Adam was created roughly 4,000 years before Christ was born. And a little more than 2,000 years have elapsed since Christ's birth 
totaling about 6,000 years of human civilization to date. We're very close to that time period. It says, how awe-inspiring and significant that in our present age, in the very time that the world is threatened with the extinction of all life, and that threat gets louder every day, it says that 6,000 years have almost elapsed. How exciting that Jesus himself said that when we would see all the events he foretold taking place, and you can look at Matthew 24 and other places to see those events talked about, that he would come again, this time to rescue humanity from annihilation, to set up the kingdom of God and to bring us lasting peace. See, now is not a time to be worried or full of anxiety or depression or hopelessness. Now's the time to be excited. Now's the time to be encouraged. Now's the time to be supporting the work of God and preparing to help Jesus Christ rule this earth. He's getting very close to his return. God has a plan in store, and he is seeing that it happens according to his will. And mankind is making some horrible mistakes and having to learn some just terrible lessons. But Jesus Christ will return and restore the government of God to this earth. So don't get caught up in the depression and the anxiety and the hopelessness of society. Again, we have to evaluate our personal lives and how we're living and make sure we're striving to live according to God's word. But we have to keep this overview. We have so much hope and we have so much to look forward to because Jesus Christ is about to return to this earth and we have to be preparing for that return. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. We have a lot of material at thetrumpet.com that gets into this topic. Of course, the correspondence course uh, gets into the details, and we have quite a bit of literature, and it's all free for your study and education. So please look into this more in God's plan so you can continue to uh, be more and more excited and more and more encouraged and be preparing. I'm Dwight Falk, and thank you for spending some of your time with me today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.